Welcome to the Talk of Fame Network. I got a good deal on those boys. The scout said they showed a lot of promise. With your Hall of Fame voters. Don't act like you're not impressed. Ron Borges. You want to punch me right now, but you won't. Rick Oslin. I don't know what we're yelling about! And Clark Judge. What in God's holy name are you blathering about? Go! On SB Nation Radio. James White will set behind Brady. We'll move under center. Trips to the right. Bennett to tight end line. Second and goal to go from the two. Toss sweep right for James White. Cuts it up to the right arm. Cuts it upfield. Driving forward. It's diving to the yes! goal line. It's still a touchdown. And a title for the Patriots. It. I can't believe it. They have completed the greatest comeback in Super Bowl history. Led by the greatest quarterback. Look at Brady. In Super Bowl and NFL annals. One more ring. James White. And a silver trophy is coming back to New England. Yep, that was our Ron Borges with a game-winning call and one of the most unforgettable Super Bowls of all time, Super Bowl 51. And Ronnie, listen, I understand you lose your mind there, but uh, what have you done with Tom Brady's jersey? Ha, let me tell you, that screaming voice in the past, the great Scott Zolak, uh, you know, that's the essence of his broadcast. Look at Brady, he says, on a radio broadcast. <laughs> I'm always looking at Brady. Hey, hey Ron, by the way, quick question. What in God's name are you doing here? I mean, isn't it a holiday in Boston? At least it, you know, it was according to Mayor Brady. Parade day, parade day. It's the, it's the annual parade day. They have a Super Bowl, then we have a parade. They have a Super Bowl, that, we have a parade. All of the trophy, we have a parade. Day. parade. It's day. a parade day. Annual well, parade listen, day. Good to have you here, Ronnie, and good to have our listeners with us again. This is Clark and Rick, yep, and Ron, back from Houston for the coronation of Tom Brady as the greatest quarterback of the Super Bowl era, and the New England Patriots as one of the greatest franchises of all time. Uh, Goose, am I missing something there? Yeah, I think you are. I'll, I'll buy the Patriots as one of the greatest dynasties of all time, but, but greatest franchises? You might want to tap the brakes. Last time I looked, the Patriots were a handful of titles behind the Packers, Bears, and Giants, and all three of those teams won championships with multiple quarterbacks. The titles didn't start in New England until Brady got there. Let's see if they continue after he leaves. Okay, Ronnie, you heard the voice of dissent there. You cover them. Mr. Negative. Covered them. <laughs> That's right, Mr. Negative. Here I now am I want to talk to my some... Lombardi trophy, and i got to listen to that. There you go. <laughs> You're Mr. Positive. That's why I want to turn this conversation exactly. to you. You've covered this team for decades. Uh, how like do you evaluate the Patriots' place in uh, NFL history? I mean, this run, this run here. Yeah, well, look, I mean, they've won five Super Bowls. They've been to seven in the, in the Brady-Belichick 17-year uh, era. You know, they've been to nine total as a, as a franchise. They're certainly the dynasty of the new millennium, that's for sure. Uh, yeah. And you could argue that they're for over a long stretch, 17 years, they've been as dominating as, as any of the other dynasties uh, other than the Cleveland Browns, who, of course, went 10 straight games and, and won seven, you know, in the mid-40s to mid-50s. Uh, so we can argue, I guess, if we're the greatest or among the greatest, whatever they are. There haven't been very many uh, team uh, teams like that, as they would say up here. Ever. I, I don't think people like what you're saying, Ron, because I hear a dog barking. Who let yeah, the dogs dog out? Back yeah, yeah, who let the dogs out? Hey, uh, Goose, you know what that is, Clark? That's Los Lobos. He <laughs> <laughs> didn't like what you were saying. Hey, well, what about this game, though? I mean, this game. I mean, earlier this week I wrote on our website, talkoffamenetwork.com, that I thought it was the mother of all Super Bowls. I mean, simply because of the magnitude of that comeback, as you heard Scott Zolak, the greatest comeback of all time. 
But um, that frenetic finish and, of course, that the enormity of what was accomplished here, uh, coming back from 25 points. But, um, Goose, I mean, the Patriots didn't just win another Super Bowl. They won their fifth in seven tries with the same quarterback and this head, same head coach. Uh, that's a big deal, isn't it? Yeah, but, you know, Ron hit on the Browns. You know, Paul Brown, Otto Graham, and, and the Browns went to 10 consecutive title games, won seven. You know, the Cowboys, Niners, and Patriots now all won five Super Bowls apiece. The Cowboys won their five, Marty Troy's by a combined 100 points. The 49ers won theirs by a combined 99 points. The Patriots have won their five by a combined 19 points. I will say this, they lead the league in dramatic finishes. Yeah, they sure do. Ron, you've seen those finishes. Well, you know, Clark, here's the beauty of that. Just like being a 12th ballot Hall of Famer, you know what they call you? <laughs> a Hall of Famer. <laughs> And when That's you win a right. Super Bowl by one point, they call you Super Bowl champion. <laughs> so it's pretty much the same thing, whether it's 19 aggregate or. Uh, but you're right. I mean, uh, I'm actually working for a, a piece for our website later in the week on this run, you know, and they could just as easily be 0 7 as 7 and 0. I yeah. mean, it's 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 pretty. It's when you look at all the other dynasties. I uh, I got I haven't fully researched it yet, but hasten to 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 bet that none other won this many championships by this close uh, a margin. It was three points every time, It's or almost every time. You know, there's some dramatic thing happening. There's, you know, field goals at the, at the buzzer, and now we got right. the overtime win. Uh, so my prediction is this, guys. One of these Super Bowls, they're going to bring hellfire down on somebody and win by, like, 70. But <laughs> no time soon. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Patriot. Thank you, Mr. Well, I just think it's a lot of averages, you know? <laughs> yeah, but that, Ron, that's a good point because I remember the 49ers where I made the, the five uh, trophies. You know, in there was a 55-10 to 10 defeat of Denver. In there was a walkover of San Diego. I mean, they had a lot of big wins, and they had some close right. calls, too. I mean, that 92-yard uh, drive against Cincinnati. But still, there were some laughers in there. Indeed, the, with this team, I mean, the thing that came out that I, I didn't realize uh, until it was during the game I saw the stat, I guess, was that, Brady and that team hasn't scored a touchdown in the first period of any of those games. Right. Yeah, they get the yips. First quarter <laughs> yips. We don't have the yips. Uh, no. We don't. Not today we don't. Listen, I want to ask you guys more about Brady in the past, but first let's hear what's coming up today from the Renai studio. And it's not the yips. Uh, it's where Ron is just pulling on his Tom Brady jersey as we speak. We have. No, I, don't know why, I don't know why this sock is inside the sleeve. It was, <laughs> ugh, it's old game Get sock. rid of it. it smells. <laughs> Um, we have Hall of Famer Morton Anderson, one of five modern Eric inductees to the class of 2017. We also have pass rusher extraordinaire Jason Taylor, another inductee to the class of 2017 and a first ballot Hall of Famer. And then we have our own Hall of Famer. That'd be historian John Turney of Pro Football Journal. He's going to be with us to give his own insight from the outside. Like that or outside? <laughs> Very class of 2017. Yeah, that's, that's why we're here. You're pretty clever, um, we're also going to preview the class of 2018 and hear about what changes should be made in the Hall of Fame process. But first, yeah, first let's review, yes, review the class of the NFL. And I'm talking about the New England Patriots and their quarterback, Tom Brady. It's my opinion, as you guys know, that this victory is fifth, solidifies Brady as the greatest quarterback of the Super Bowl era. I've asked you before, Goose, so let's try this one more time. Since he's added another ring, where is Tom Brady on your Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks. Unitas, Montana, Brady, and Graham. You know, I know the rush is to proclaim Brady the greatest ever of the Super Bowl era, but let's not forget the brilliance of Montana. The guy was 4-0 in Super Bowls without ever throwing an interception. He also beat uh, 
a pair of fellow Hall of Famers, Dan Marino and John Elway, in Super Bowls. I guess I'm not as quick to scrap history as some folks. He also threw to Jerry Rice, had Roger Craig behind him, and Ronnie Lott on the other side of the line of scrimmage. He also had to play the 85 Bears, 86 Giants, those Eagles teams. And he didn't play in the salary cap era. That's why the the defenses are lesser in the Brady era. Mr. Positive, would you come here? Derek, this is just turning ugly right before our ears, Derek. These guys are just filled with venom, both of them. Come on, fellas. I got the trophy. I got the white gloves. Be happy. (laughs) Uh, uh, look, he's right there. You know, you can't argue that he's not right there, but you can't argue against uh, Montana. He never threw a pick. You know, he didn't throw any pick sixes, uh, that's for sure. You know, he, he uh, uh, this is really the first time where he had to do what Montana did, uh, you know, which is take you all the way down the field for a touchdown, not set up a 40-yard field goal, you know, yeah. which I think is, is a difference, you know, that's worth talking about. But to me, it's amazing, as Goose just pointed out, that his five wins are, have been by an average margin of only 3.8 points. You know, they find ways to win the game, but they never dominate in the way that, that you tend to think of a dynasty. You know, a yeah. long-running tennis. They got, like you said earlier, Clark, at some point the, the, they dominate somebody. Right, that's they right. they haven't done that. They haven't but, done Ron, that. also, so that, I think significant here is that this 25-point comeback, the age of 39. 39. Right. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, I mean, it's true, but the game is so different. I mean, as we've talked about before, and you know it's true, Clark. I mean, if we're talking about 1985 – He's not playing when he's 39 yeah, because yeah. he, he would have got drilled 100 times. Yeah, that, that's right. That, yeah. you know, how many times do you think he would have run up the field like he does and, and slid? There was no sliding back then. Right. You're so saying, you run around Ron, the field are you saying 85, he'd been Tony Eason? Say that again? Don't be knocking Tony Eason. Don't be knocking Tony Eason. Hey, Ronnie, one more question for you, Ron. Yes, sir. When you're, let's say, 80 and introducing Tom Brady as a Hall of Fame finalist, do you simply say Tom Brady and then sit down? You know, I don't think you can because of Deflate Gate and Spy Gate. I mean, there are going to be issues that that be on the minds of some people. At, at least when it, we're talking about first ballot Hall of Famers, so I think mm-hmm. to some degree you have to put that in context. And then I'll sit down. Uh, you know, he did get suspended for cheating. There's there's no way around that, and you have to answer it. Okay. Well, we said we're going to talk about the Hall's class of 2017, and we are right after this. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Now, the reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. This is Brian Billick, and you're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Hi, Tom Bodette, trying out one of those standing desks. Now I have the pleasure of working without the nuisance of being comfortable. Not sure a standing desk is for me. I'm really more of a resting couch kind of guy. But there is one thing I can stand behind, and that's Motel 6 offering clean, comfortable rooms still for a great low price. Now, where did I put my sitting chair? I'm Don Baudet, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel6.com. The U.S. economy has been getting stronger, and home values have been increasing. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Many of our clients have been taking cash out of their homes, a strategy that might work for you. The smart move is for you to refinance your mortgage right now with Quicken Loans. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.18%, APR 4.35%. Call 800-QUICKEN or go to quickenloans.com. That's 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org number 3030. Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. Many entrepreneurs love the flexibility that comes with owning their own business. Cabbage offers a line of credit of up to $100,000 with the flexibility small businesses need. Apply online or from your phone. You will get a decision in minutes and can use any amount you need when you need it. 
Cabbage has provided over $2.5 billion in funding to 90,000 small businesses and is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. Go to cabbage.com or call 888-CABBAGE. That's cabbage with a K. Geico presents a voicemail from your friend, Lightning. Hey, bud, Joe Pal Lightning. I was just hanging out in the old cloud of here. I thought I'd give you a call. <laughs> I hope you're still not sore about that time I uh, deep-fried your big-screen TV with that bolt. <laughs> yeah, I've been meaning to pay you back for that one, <laughs> for sure. Uh, a little short on cash at the moment, but uh, any day now. <laughs> yep. Well, anywho, talk later. Lightning won't pay for the damage it causes. Luckily, the GEICO Insurance Agency makes getting coverage a snap. Visit GEICO.com to see how affordable renter's insurance can be. Remember when a small business needed a landline? Today, landlines are a thing of the past with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. On the road, at the beach, or at home, Grasshopper helps you grow your business. Get all the features of a business phone system and the freedom of a cell phone with our iPhone and Android apps. Features include multiple extensions for your team, calls forwarded to your mobile phones, voicemails transcribed and emailed, and so much more. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. This is your brain on drugs. Any questions? Um, yeah, I have questions. Prescription drugs aren't as bad as street drugs, right? Weed's legal, isn't it? Drinking is worse than smoking weed, isn't it? Why is heroin I so addictive? Molly just makes you feel happy. I have questions. Mom? Dad, did you ever try drugs? They're going to ask. Be ready. Go to drugfree.org. A message from Partnership for Drug-Free Kids. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. They are who we thought they were. Hey, the Talk of Fame Network, sponsored by GEICO. Just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to GEICO.com. And you probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. We're also brought to you by Grasshopper. That would be the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper. Get a local or toll-free number or just bring your own. See how it works? Go to grasshopper.com. Pro Football Hall of Fame's class of 2017 was elected last weekend. Of course, we were there. Yes, we were inside the room. Though, uh, some people on social media think it was more like we were out of our minds. Uh, Gooseman, a lot of questions, as there almost always are, um, about guys who didn't get in rather than those who did. But there's always one in particular that comes up. And that would be Terrell Owens, who can't figure out how he could possibly be snubbed in each of his first years of eligibility. <laughs> of course, he called the process a joke. What he doesn't understand is that the Hall of Fame is a process. For very few players, it's an overnight thing. Les Richter went to two more Pro Bowls and won one more championship than Owens. He didn't even get into the room as a finalist until his 46th year of eligibility was voted in. Bob Hayes did change the game of wide receiver more than Owens ever thought of. He waited 29 years to get in. Lynn Swan, 14 years. Very few players get into Canada as fast as they would like. Goose, you filed this one under uh, latest is the greatest sort of thing. Yep. yep. Yeah. Well, as, as you pointed out, and rightly so, I mean, there's seven all-decade finalists who didn't make the cut this year. They didn't make it to Canton. Yet there's only one that people want to complain about, the same guy over and over. But as you said, goes, what about the other six? I mean, Ronnie, why doesn't anyone care about those other six? Well, I think, Clark, partially because uh, most of the people doing the, the complaining, you know, those other guys don't have fantasy football numbers. T.O. Yep. does. Too right. many of these people equate fantasy football with football and fantasy football stars with 
football stars. Uh, we all know the problem with T.O., and it has nothing to do with his numbers or his production. Uh, it, it's the other issues around him. Uh, in the case of many of the guys who didn't make it, though, like the four offensive linemen, they don't have any numbers. Right. Or, or the three DBs. You know, they have minimal numbers, uh, at least in terms of what the public looks at. So that, coupled with the drumbeat of talking heads on, on television, you know, ex-players acting like they know something uh, when they don't, uh, you know, you add them together, and that's what you get. Terrell Owens, Terrell Owens, Terrell Owens, Terrell Owens. Oh, yeah, you, you want him to move in next door to you on his way to the Hall of Fame? <laughs> oh, thank you. Please, no, thank you. Hey, um, listen, before we go farther, let me at least uh, review the class of 2017 for our listeners. I mean, into the Hall are Ladainian Thompson, Kurt Warner, Jason Taylor, Morton Anderson, both those guys are going to be up next, um, and Terrell Davis. Uh, also in our senior nominee, Kenny Easley, whom you presented, Ron, and contributor nominee jerry jones whom you presented goose so first of all let's get to it the surprise is goose well i was pleasantly surprised we put a kicker in disregard the fact that morton anderson had the best resume of any of the finalists he was the nfl's all-time leading scorer the only two-time all-decade performer on the slate and i strongly believe it was now or never for anderson with all those elite players becoming eligible in 2018 i thought if anderson didn't get into this class he could fall right off the ballot and like just about every other kicker coming down the pike, end up in our laps in the senior committee. So kudos to the committee for finally accepting the notion that special teams do matter. Well, for me, it was uh, it was it was uh, Terrell Davis, uh, and to a lesser extent, uh, our, our upcoming guest Jason Taylor. You know, first ballot Hall of Famer, defensive lineman, I believe. Bruce will happily correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it's Reggie White and Bruce. I mean, uh, uh, yeah, Reggie White and Bruce Smith, yeah. and that's it. And I don't put him in that category. So no disrespect to him. He's a great player, Hall of Fame player, no question. But I was a little surprised that he was first ballot Hall of Famer. And with Terrell Davis, I just think, uh, I know we're going to talk about him later, but I just think that that's a slippery slope. That's a, that was a pretty dangerous move we made there with such a short-term guy. Okay, Goose, let's get out of the danger zone. Let's go to the disappointment zone, the disappointments in this class. Yeah, losing Joe Jacoby in the cut to 10 hurt. Here's a guy in his 18th year of eligibility. He's now heading in the wrong direction. He made the cut to 10 a year ago, failed to make the cut to 10 this time. You know, his window's closing. And Ron and I could have him in our laps in the senior committee in the next few years. You know, he was a deserving candidate, an all-decade left tackle in an era with some of the game's greatest pass rushers. He deserved a better fate than he's been dealt so far. And Goose explained for our listeners, when he goes to that senior pool, he can get lost. Yeah, well, we get to bring out one or two a year, and I've got 97 all-decade players in there that have never been discussed. How's that possible? Yeah, I know. When you just think about it, I mean, just how's that possible? Yeah, I mean, it's a it, staggering number. I mean, an all-decade player, you know, you don't get in. Okay, maybe you can make whatever case, but you didn't even get talked about? Yeah, really? that's the problem. The process oh. is flawed. You've got to cycle more names through the room. Okay, well, let's go third here. Paul Tagliabue, former commissioner. He was one of two contributor candidates, and he did not make it. He's the first contributor nominee to be rejected. Now, I realize we've only had three years of it, but he's the first of four to be rejected. Does he come back, Goose? I mean, if he does, how does he make it? He's been passed over four times, three times as a modern era candidate. That was 2007, 8, 9, and this, this time, which was Saturday. So how does yeah. he make it? Yeah, I think he'll be back, but it'll be six to eight to ten years down the road. There needs to be more turnover on the selection committee, replacing older members with younger ones who don't have the same grasp on the concussion issue. And that's where his candidacy has stalled. I, I think there are 
six or seven candidates now ahead of him in the queue who deserve a chance in the room before we come back to Paul. Yeah, you know, he got the good housekeeping seal of disapproval. Uh, <laughs> you know, hey, so wait, it takes a while. What happened to Mr. Positive? <laughs> you well, you know, the truth is my, is my defense in this case. You know, I, I think it's, uh, uh, like Goose said, and, and it's unfortunate in my opinion because you all know where I stand on, on his candidacy. Unfortunately, uh, history over time tends, uh, like the waves on the beach, uh, tend to erode things. And, you know, suddenly he'll be, you know, another 10 or 15 years from now, you know, he'll be a saint, not a sinner, and uh, probably get in. Although you never know. Sometimes guys just disappear. Can you hear those waves on the beach, Ron? I wish I was on the beach. No disrespect <laughs> to you two guys instead of shoveling well, snow. Hey, you guys driver. remember we had, we had Paul on the show last week, and it was a good, good interview. And Goose, I, I thought he was remarkably candid in assessing some of his statements and actions during his 17 years as commissioner, yet it didn't seem to help him. Do you have any idea why? The concussions. You know, even his act of contrition on our show. I mean, he addressed it. But even the act of contrition on our show couldn't help him. You know, a handful of voters just can't get past his seemingly blase attitude toward all those head, toward all those head injuries back in the 90s when he blamed it on packed journalism. You know, there's a feeling he could have and should have done more to alert the players of the dangers of playing the game of football. Okay. You know, Clark, you know, Clark, I, was, I just want to say one last thing on that subject because you said something about his, you know, his mea culpas didn't, didn't really work, you know. Sometimes they shouldn't work. It's like, uh, you know, as you guys have heard me say before, I'm a Catholic. We believe in forgiveness, but we also got limbo for babies. You know, <laughs> some things you can't quite get by. Yeah. And, uh, and I think that's the, that's well, the he situation. He's in. Yeah, he could. And it's going to be a while, I think, before he comes back. Hey, lastly, before we go, I, I want to get back to the Terrell Davis induction. Uh, certainly he was one of the best backs when he played, but he, he really only had three and a half great seasons, and, and that's it. Goose, does this open a Pandora's box for the Hall in addressing future stars? Yeah, we, we judged him on a three-year prime. If you take a snapshot of the three best seasons of every player's career, there'd be a lot more deserving candidates. You could put Mark Gastineau in based on his three years. Priest Holmes would be in based on his three years. Yeah, I, I, I agree with Ron. This is a, a, a very dangerous territory. We've walked into an open door for the short careers. Well, speaking yeah. of open doors, we're going to open one for Morton Anderson, who's going to be going to Canton this summer. He's going to be coming up next with us. Yes, with us. You're going to hear from Hall of Famer Morton Anderson, class of 2017, right after this. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, just log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing your computer down. That's MyCleanPC.com. Talk of Fame Network is also brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to Geico.com. As an entrepreneur, you're always on the go. So turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Make and receive business calls using our iPhone and Android apps. Get a new business number or keep your current one. Forward your calls to any phone and even get your voicemails transcribed. Join over 250,000 small businesses who stay connected with Grasshopper. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. Many entrepreneurs love the flexibility that comes with owning their own business. Cabbage offers a line of credit of up to $100,000 with the flexibility small businesses need. Apply online or from your phone. You will get a decision in minutes and can use any amount you need when you need it. Cabbage has provided over $2.5 billion in funding to 90,000 small businesses and is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. Go to cabbage.com or call 888-CABBAGE. That's cabbage with a K. Daddy, where do babies come from? 
Uh, well, uh... Honey? Mommy went to the store. Oh, well, you see, um... Well, there's a mommy and a daddy, right? Right. And see, when they call Geico, uh, they could save a bunch of money on car insurance. Oh, really? And that makes them happy? Yes, that makes them very happy. That's good. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we could have this talk, Sunshine. <laughs> Geico, because saving 15% or more on car insurance is always a great answer. Hi, Tom Bodet. Call me old-fashioned, but I just don't get modern art. Time was, if you splattered paint on a canvas, it was called a drop cloth. Now, it's called genius. Well, something modern I do appreciate are the newly renovated rooms of Motel 6. Totally updated with all-new everything, still at a great low price. It's like modern art, only it looks good and has a point. I'm Tom Bodette for Motel 6, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book direct at motel6.com. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges. Cannot play with him. Rick Gosselin. Cannot win with him. And Clark Judge. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. I want winners. Well, speaking of winners, Talk of Fame Network's brought to you by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper. Get a local toll-free number. Or just bring your own. See how it works. Go to grasshopper.com. We're also brought to you by Geico, where just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. And you know something? Probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. Well, we've got a winner on the phone with us. So we've got Morton Anderson. And Morton Anderson became just the second place kicker elected to Canton last weekend in the 54-year history of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Joining Jan Stenrud, and you could say yes, it was long overdue. The and there's the Spartan marching band. They're here for Morton. Morton was the only two-time All-Decade selection on the ballot in Pro Football's all-time leading scorer. Yet it took him four trips to the finals to claim his bust. Played more games than anyone in NFL's history during his 25-year career, and finished as the all-time leading scorer of two franchises: that was the Saints and the Atlanta Falcons. And now, now he's here with us along with the Spartan marching band, to talk about his election to the class of 2017. Morton, congratulations on your election, and welcome back. It is great to be back, and thank you to all uh, who were on my side, who pleaded my case. I know that's not an easy uh, job, and uh, I'm just very grateful and humbled, and uh, promise everyone I'll, I'll, do, I'll represent you well. Morton, take us back to last Saturday when you heard the knock on the door from David Baker, the president of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. How emotional a moment was that for you? Uh, very powerful. Uh, it was a long wait. Uh, might have been in the room for about two hours. And um, you guys must must have run a little long because we were told between 4 and 5 we would know something. And at 5.30, I'm still sitting in the room wondering if everybody forgot and everybody left. <laughs> I'm thinking, the buses <laughs> leave? Am I... Did I just get kicked <laughs> off the list? What's happening? Because <laughs> the, the, you know, the guys that didn't get in, they were supposed to leave at 5, and then it's, it passed 5 now. I said, well, I didn't get a call. It's got to be good news. But on the other hand, we were told from 4 to 5, and now it's 5.20, and now it's 5.30. And then finally, you know, bang, 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 bang. <laughs> and I go, <laughs> I couldn't help myself. I opened the door. I go, room service? You got my club sandwich, Dave? <laughs> he, he laughed. And I gave him a big hug. Then he forgot to tell me about the social media restriction, and he had already closed the door after we had talked a little bit. He bangs on the door again. I open it. He goes, 
he looks at me really seriously and he goes, we've made a terrible mistake. <laughs> I just got, I just got word that it, 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 it's the wrong, I got the wrong door. <laughs> I'm like, what? You're kidding me. <laughs> it, it, no. no, 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 no. He goes, he winked at me. He goes, I'm just kidding. You, I have to get you back for the room service cat. <laughs> <laughs> David Baker, quite the comedian. Uh, <laughs> wow. It was uh, pretty good. Pretty good. So had that was, gotten, uh, but it was emotional. I mean, it was a crying, crying fest. Had you gotten to the point where you had given up hope or no? No, I hadn't given up hope because I knew I had you guys. You know, I had, I had support. Now I know that it takes 80, 80%. So it's not hard to figure out if there's 48 in the room, what that number is. But I, I was concerned because I also knew who's coming along here in the next two, three, four years. And um, having not made it to the final 10 even, ever, uh, I, there was real concern on me that, that this could be my last legitimate chance or I would maybe uh, be disappearing into the abyss. Um, so <laughs> I, 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 I breathed, I breathed, you know, a big sigh of relief, man, when when uh, when that knock on the door came, because it, it would have been uh, real tough, tough and difficult to be able to, you know, come back from that. And also just with, you know, with the, I don't, I don't want to say stereotype against specialists, but the reluctance maybe is a better word, the reluctance on voters to acknowledge that they belong in the hall. Uh, it could have been a very, very uphill, uphill battle for me. We're speaking with 2017 Hall of Famer Morton Anderson. Boy, that sounds good on the Talk of Fame Network. And you can find us at talkoffamenetwork.com or on Twitter at, at Talk of Fame Net. And Morton, just wondering, um, what kind of response did your election generate in your home country of Denmark? I mean, uh, we were told that it rece you received a text from the Crown Prince of Denmark. Is that true? I was kidding that. I, I'm, I bet I'm going to get a text from the Crown Prince. And I actually just spoke. I did not get a text, but I actually just spoke to his, uh, I don't even know what you would call this guy, uh, his right-hand man, uh, that uh, they want me to come to Denmark because he wants to have uh, coffee with me at the palace. So wow, wow. Wow. that's even better than a text. So, <laughs> so I have to... Uh, and, and then he call, I, called you back and I'm said, winning, I've got the wrong I'm number. Right? I'm, not, I'm winning in life right now. I'm not Charlie Sheen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's good martin what it's do you good think to meet you're... the king it's the future king yeah good to meet the king and he'll he'll be able to pick out the airport you'll have the gold jacket on <laughs> yeah, right. well i invited you know i i did tell his uh his guy that uh, they're all invited they're all families invited to can so i wouldn't be surprised if somebody from the court shows up cool martin what does the gold jacket mean to you that means excellence at the highest level, excellence in, uh, in pro sport and pro football. And um, it means I'm joining, you know, 309 brothers, new brothers, guys I played with, some of them I played against. It's the gold standard of uh, the highest, the pinnacle, the zenith in pro football. And in, maybe in all of pro sports, maybe the toughest hall to get into. And so... It's very humbling, very, very humbling, and I take it, I take it very seriously. Have you had any, uh, I'm not sure what the right way to put this is, Board, but uh, do you sort of understand at all the reluctance, as you talked about earlier, of, of some of the voters to put kickers and punters in the, in the hall? A few years ago, I presented the case for Ray Guy. I was happy to see him get in there. He waited you know, a million years, as, as you have. 
Does it make? Do you understand yep. it at all, or do you, or do you just sort of say these people are crazy? No, I don't judge. I'm not a judgmental guy. I I'm a, more of a and I try I react when something happens. I try to act and I just accept. Um, it doesn't change what I did, you know, because somebody's opinion of what I did maybe is different than what most people. I mean, it's just what I did is undeniable. Like most most guys that are in the hall, you know, it either is or it isn't. And but you still got to get the recognition. I hope that other specialists will uh, will make it into the hall. I hope I'm not the last guy. I would imagine uh, Adam Vinatieri will get serious uh, consideration. But and Gary Anderson, Jason Hansen, there are other guys out there I think are deserving. But I don't have a vote, so it it is a tough uphill battle. I felt that firsthand. Obviously, I don't know if it gets easier. I hope with my inclusion that maybe the voters will look a little more friendly towards the specialists. Hey, Morton, we've got about a minute left. Got a question for you, two-part question. Goose Man, who's a former Spartan, as you know, tells me that you kicked a Big Ten record 63-yard field goal at Michigan State. And then, as, of course, as we all know, you kicked a 60-yarder in the NFL for the Saints. Two-part question here. What was the biggest kick of your career, and what was the best kick of your career? The biggest kick was my NFC Championship game kick in 1999 on January 17th against the Vikings to put us into the Super Bowl. In overtime, it was a 38-yarder from the left hash. Uh, we're about four minutes and change left in overtime. That was my biggest kick. <clears throat> Excuse me. The best kick was an extra point that put me uh, over the top uh, after having been unemployed for 20 months. And I came back. I was able to win the job back at age 46 and become the all-time leading scorer in the NFL. And handing my jersey as they stopped the game, gave me the game ball. I handed the jersey to my uh, oldest son, Sebastian, who at the time was about uh, – nine years old, eight years old. Wow. Well, Morton, we're going to hand this off to our sponsors. We've got to run here, but thanks so much for joining us, and congratulations on your election, and you know what? We're all going to see you this summer in August. We better see you at your party. (laughs) You guys are all invited. You'll have the VIPs. I'll have a little belt rope for you, boys. Thank you very much. Thanks, Morton. That was 2017 Hall of Famer Morton Anderson. Up next... Class of 2018 and what to look for. This is the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, just log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing your computer down. That's MyCleanPC.com. Talk of Fame Network is also brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. The U.S. economy has been getting stronger, and home values have been increasing. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Many of our clients have been taking cash out of their homes, a strategy that might work for you. The smart move is for you to refinance your mortgage right now with Quicken Loans. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.18%, APR 4.35%. Call 800-QUICKEN or go to quickenloans.com. That's 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSConsumeraccess.org number 3030. Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. Many entrepreneurs love the flexibility that comes with owning their own business. Cabbage offers a line of credit of up to $100,000 with the flexibility small businesses need. Apply online or from your phone. You will get a decision in minutes and can use any amount you need when you need it. Cabbage has provided over $2.5 billion in funding to 90,000 small businesses and is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. Go to cabbage.com or call 888-CABBAGE. That's cabbage with a K.
Remember when a small business needed a landline? Today, landlines are a thing of the past with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. On the road, at the beach, or at home, Grasshopper helps you grow your business. Get all the features of a business phone system and the freedom of a cell phone with our iPhone and Android apps. Features include multiple extensions for your team, calls forwarded to your mobile phones, voicemails transcribed and emailed, and so much more. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. Hi, Tom Bodette. Seems like everyone's got an idea for a startup. From innovations like laundry sharing to startups that help other startups start up. Well, rather than starting up, Motel 6 is starting fresh by renovating rooms nationwide, still for a great low price. It's a smart place to invest your capital every time you venture. Unlike my cat cologne startup, fail. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel6.com. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge. You play to win the game. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper. Get a local toll-free number or just bring your own. See how it works? Go to grasshopper.com. We're also brought to you by Geico, where just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. And for more details there, go to geico.com. And you know something? Probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. We've done a lot of talking here about the class of 2017. That's because we did a lot of talking about it last weekend, but that class has been chosen. What hasn't, of course, is the class of 2018. And guys, we had the preliminary list, but... Did you look at it? Yes, sir. It is loaded. You know, we turned away seven all-decade players in the final 15 this year. We have six more all-decade players entering the queue for the class of 2018. So potentially there's 13 all-decade players among the 15 finalists. Once again, we have way too many qualified candidates and way too few slots. That's why he is Dr. Data. Listen, if you look at this, Ronnie, I mean, it's this thing's booked almost as tightly as your uh, boxing card in Vegas. I mean, we have Randy Moss. Ray Lewis, Brian Urlacher, Steve Hutchinson, Ronnie Barber, Richard Seymour. I mean, every one of them, all-decade choices. And, and, Goose, I could see one and maybe two first-ballot choices there. W- what do you think? Uh, I mean, I'd, I'd say Lewis probably, and then, you know, maybe somebody else. Yeah, I, I think Lewis is the LaDainian Tomlinson of this class. And in light of the Terrell Owens discussion, I think Randy Moss, that's going to be real interesting. Yeah, it is. But I think the rest of them are in a scrap for those other three or four spots. Ron, what about Urlacher? I don't think the only way Erlacher, if I was presenting Erlacher, because I don't think we're putting in two middle linebackers the same year. So if I was presenting Erlacher, part of my presentation, I would stand just stand up and silently hold up a picture of Ray Lewis in that orange jumpsuit, <laughs> which you may recall. <laughs> I wouldn't say anything. I would just, yeah, you know, I'm just saying. Uh, and, uh, you know, and. I don't think you're going to be presenting Brian Urlacher. I think you just disqualified yourself. You know, that just popped into my head. Now, I am a sick person. But, you know, it would be pretty effective. Like, you came into your your little morning breakfast before the thing, and at each seat, it was one of those pictures looking back at you saying, I'm just saying. (laughs) Well, what what about the guys uh, we have left over from this year's vote? Uh, Gooseman, the the guys, you know, are still standing outside the doors of Canton. Uh, Brian Dawkins, for instance. Tony Baselli, Kevin Mawai, John Lynch. I mean, those are guys who made the cut to 10 this year. Who of that group do you think is the most likely to move forward? 
Well, I think three of the line will be back. The three young ones, Boselli, right. Fanica, and Malway. Meaning Jacoby wouldn't. No, I, I think those are those guys are Hall of Fame players. You know, I think, you know, Joe took a step backwards this time, and sadly, he could be gone in 2018 on his way to the senior pool. You know, I, I think both safeties will likely be back, and I would expect Ron's guy, Ty Law, to be back in the mix as well. Ooh, wow. Ron, you can there be back? There we go. Gooseman, finally. You can hold up a picture of, of Ty Law? <laughs> it's right next to my Lombardi trophies. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think Law uh, deserves to be there. I mean, you guys were in the room. You heard my spiel. Apparently it wasn't too effective, but at least it we was got good. 10. But, you know, I can tell you this, and I will do it next year. I intend to use audiovisual aids, and I'm going to project up the numbers of Champ Bailey, Deion Sanders, and Ty Law, and say to the room, you tell me which one is which. You're going to use audiovisual aids? Yeah, you know, you remember like, weren't you like one of those kids because you get out of class when you were in school, you <laughs> yeah. need an audiovisual aids kid? What and Clark, in the Clark, world he, are you going to be he's, doing? He's talking, he's talking coloring books. <laughs> You're, You're going to have the Raiderettes there, too, Ron? You know, you'd wheel it down the hallway. It was great. Like, I'll have a picture of Ty Law in there. It'd be great. Jeez. Uh, well, Ron, I mean, you presented, as we mentioned earlier, Kenny Easley as a senior candidate, and he did get in. He's the first pure safety to make it since Paul Krause in 98, and that would be 1998, not 1898. And the first <laughs> Hall of Fame safety to play since Kenny Houston in 1980. Kenny Houston, friend of the show. Either... Lynch or Dawkins, we talked about here. One of those two guys better make a move next year, don't you think? Because that object approaching fast in the rearview mirror, yeah, it's nothing other than Ed Reed. Oh, I agree with you. I mean, uh, when Reed gets in the room, he will block out the sun uh, as well as <laughs> both of those safeties. You know, when you got Troy Polamalu, who's coming up right behind him. So, yeah, I'd say one of them better get in next year or they're going to be probably waiting a while. Which, let's be honest, that's the safety's fate in that room. But if they don't get in ahead of Ed Reed, uh, you know, before he gets in there, they're not going to get in there the year he's in there. That's for sure. That's the two-minute warning. Well, there's a signal. We're going to the two-minute drill, guys. So to quote our favorite wide receiver, get your air horn ready. I guess that wasn't it, was it, Ron? Anyway, let's go. Who stole Tom Brady's jersey? Does it have a number 12 on it, Goose? Guess I'm wearing it. Roger Goodell's elf. Did the Patriots win the Super Bowl, or did the Falcons lose it? Both. They won, with, but with a little help from the Falcons and that official who called pass interference in the end zone in overtime. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Kyle Shanahan was voted the NFL's assistant coach of the year. After the Super Bowl, do we need a recount? Oh, no, because he's already been punished. He's been sentenced to San Francisco. <laughs> Kyle Shanahan will ever, forever be the hanging chad of an offensive coordinator. <laughs> The NFL's top-scoring defense now has a 14-4 record in Super Bowls. So why do the offensive skill players still get all the big contracts? Because they have to feed their families and their egos. <laughs> because without them, there'd be no fantasy football Hall of Fame. Bingo. The AFC has won three consecutive Super Bowls. Which NFC team has the best chance to end that streak in 2017? Anyone that employs Ted Wells as a private eye. I would say uh, Dallas. Emphasis on the ass. <laughs> James White, Wizard Wright, or Barry White? Hit it. Look at Ron dance over there. Snow White, victim of global warming. <laughs> I am dancing. Barry Wright, he's the first, the last, and everything. <laughs> the Super Bowl is in Minneapolis next Friday, February. I'll be there, so you two. Will Tom Brady be there with us? Uh, he's going to have to be. I'm not going to Foxborough to return that jersey. 
<laughs> He'll be there one way or another getting something. Denver now has four Hall of Famers to show for their eight Super Bowl appearances. Who's the next Bronco enshrined? That would be Champ Bailey. He's so good they named Championships after him. The way things go for the Broncos, that would be Midnight, the greatest bucking Bronco in history. <laughs> <laughs> Art Monk and Andre Reid waited eight years apiece for their Hall of Fame inductions. Tim Brown and Chris Carter waited six apiece. So how long will Terrell Owens wait? Hard to say, Goose. Up to St. Peter. He will wait for eight heart attacks. Will Randy Moss be judged by the same standard in 2018 that Terrell Owens was in 2017? hope not. The only guys who can fight a war on two fronts are the U.S. Marines. You're right about that. That depends on if the committee is full of hypocrites. Never bet against the hypocrites. <laughs> <laughs> That's the end of our first hour and our hypocrites, but stay where you are. Coming up, it's league historian John Turney and 2017 first ballot Hall of Famer Jason Taylor. This is the Talk of Fame Network. Now, the reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to Geico.com. This is Dan Fouts, and you're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. The U.S. economy has been getting stronger, and home values have been increasing. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Many of our clients have been taking cash out of their homes, a strategy that might work for you. The smart move is for you to refinance your mortgage right now with Quicken Loans. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.18%, APR 4.35%. Call 800-QUICKEN or go to quickenloans.com. That's 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSConsumeraccess.org number 3030. Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. Many entrepreneurs love the flexibility that comes with owning their own business. Cabbage offers a line of credit of up to $100,000 with the flexibility small businesses need. Apply online or from your phone. You will get a decision in minutes and can use any amount you need when you need it. Cabbage has provided over $2.5 billion in funding to 90,000 small businesses and is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. Go to cabbage.com or call 888-CABBAGE. That's cabbage with a K. As an entrepreneur, you're always on the go. So turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Make and receive business calls using our iPhone and Android apps. Get a new business number or keep your current one. Forward your calls to any phone and even get your voicemails transcribed. Join over 250,000 small businesses who stay connected with Grasshopper. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. Hi, Tom Bodette, trying out one of those standing desks. Now I have the pleasure of working without the nuisance of being comfortable. Not sure a standing desk is for me. I'm really more of a resting couch kind of guy. But there is one thing I can stand behind, and that's Motel 6 offering clean, comfortable rooms still for a great low price. Now, where did I put my sitting chair? I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel6.com. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. What the hell are we waiting on? Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges. Do you want it or not? Rick Gosselin. Do you understand there's a price to pay? And Clark Judge. Can we have fun? You're damn right. I demand that we have fun. I demand we have some sponsors, too. Hey, the Talk of Fame Network's got them. We've got Geico, where just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details... Go to Geico.com, and you probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. We're also brought to you by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper. Get a local, a toll-free number, 
or just bring your own. To see how it works, go to grasshopper.com. Well, welcome back to hour number two of the Talk of Fame Network, coming to you from the Renai Studios, where Goose, Ron, Ron, avoiding that parade and that holiday in downtown Boston. And I have, well, we have 2017 First Ballot Hall of Famer Jason Taylor waiting in the wings. Yes, we do. But first... We're going to our own Hall of Famer. That would be NFL historian John Turney. John, as you know, works for Pro Football Journal and is a frequent, and I mean frequent, guest on this show, and for a good reason. Ron, why is he on here? He knows what he's talking about. He does know what he's talking about, unlike the three of us. (laughs) Unlike the three of us sometimes. Hey, John, welcome back. Thanks. Glad to be here. John, we've been talking about the class of 2017, which we voted on last weekend. Your first impressions? Well, I thought it was a, a, a good class. Uh, there were a couple of surprises, in my view, but you know, no disappointments either. The ones that I didn't get right in my predictions, I think, are, are very worthy. So it was a good class. No disappointments. Apparently, I haven't been talking to the Paul Taglibu people. <laughs> or, the Terrell, or the Terrell Owens people. Or the Terrell Owens people, that's right. Or the Brian John. Dawkins people. Or the... Or the <laughs> John, speaking of Terrell Owens, you had an interesting piece on your website this week about receivers focusing on T.O. You said the only fair way to compare any receiver is against receivers of the same era, not those of other eras. What did you discover in your analysis? Well, as I mentioned in the piece, football had its its dead ball era in the 1970s. And I think because of that, when people look at statistics, they'll see receivers not having consistent 1,000-yard seasons. Well, that was a rarity back then. If you got a 1,000-yard season, that's like 1,500 now. So comparing the players to the players of their own era uh, shines light on, on how dominant they were. And one player I had compared to was Terrell Owens' career, too, was, was Harold Jackson. And here's a guy who never gets a sniff in the Hall of Fame. And from a, in a 14-year period, he was number one in receptions, yards, second in touchdowns by one, and also had uh, a very high, he was fifth, in yards per reception. Terrell Owens wasn't that dominant in his best 14 years, so I don't think it's a huge crime that Terrell Owens has to wait a few years. We're glad to hear that. Uh, I wonder what you think about uh, Don Coryell and uh, the issue being the importance of winning championships for a coach. Necessary or, or not necessary? Well, if it were necessary, I don't think uh, Marv Levy or George Allen would be in. I think the innovator part of a coach's resume should be considered. Uh, I, I would have been fine. In fact, I predicted uh, Don Coriel going in, especially with, with Dan Fouts in the room, and that must have been quite an experience. But I don't think it's absolutely necessary, but maybe the committee as a whole is saying you have to at least get to the Super Bowl, to the big game, to be in the Hall of Fame. And Don Coriel didn't do that, so maybe that was what the knock was. But, John, that's that's one game. I mean, one game should keep him out? One game? Well, it's not my opinion. It's just my analysis. It looks like that's it because I can't find uh, many Hall of Fame coaches that, that didn't win or at least get to that big game. Okay. None. Right, well, we're speaking with NFL historian John Turney on the Talk of Fame Network, and you can find us at talkoffamenetwork.com or on Twitter at at Talk of Fame Net. And, John, we have uh, Terrell Davis among the inductees for the class of 2017. And while he's qualified for Canton, I mean, he only had three and a half years, really, of outstanding play. So just wondering, from your vantage point, what ramifications do you think there are with uh, the Davis vote for upcoming candidates or, or for those, really, 
who've been ignored because their careers were considered too brief. Well, I think you're, you're mentioning it exactly. Uh, for, for good or for bad, when somebody gets in, it's like the Supreme Court. It sets a precedent. And then uh, others can point to that precedent and say, well, what about this player or that player? Uh, your colleague, Paul Zimmerman, a good friend of, of mine and yours, who no longer is on the committee due to, to a you know, terrible illness, was always pushing for Rich Jackson, who he thought was one of the two best defensive ends he ever saw. The thing, the knock against Rich, was that while dominant at a qualified player, that he had a very short career. Well, if you're going to go with Terrell Davis getting in, well, there's another Bronco with a very short career that Paul Zimmerman would make a huge case for. And there's other players as well that might fit in that have that short career, but during that short career did great things. John, there's been a prejudice, as you know, against kickers in the hall for years. Ray Guy couldn't get in until he was nominated by the senior committee. And even though Morton Anderson is the game's all-time leading scorer, it still took him four trips uh, to the finals to get in. So what's your stand on special teamers in the Hall of Fame? Well, I think special teamers absolutely are qualified to be in the Hall of Fame. As long as they were uh, dominant or much better than what the average special team player was. And by that I mean look at what the kicking percentages were at the time and then compare the player to, to how much above average he was. When you do that, you'll see that there are kickers that are qualified but not tons. And I think that shows that there's, there are a few kickers that are special. That kind of analysis shows that Wharton Anderson is qualified. If you look at the statistics, Lou Groza was better than the average. Jan Stenerud was, was much better than the average. Nick Lowry, who's not in the Hall of Fame, was much better than the average. And then Wharton Anderson was the fourth guy who really stands out that was above average. A player today like uh, Justin Tucker, if he continues what he's doing, will be another one of those. So there's four or five kickers out there that are qualified, and there's punters you can do the same way. Is their net percentage better than the average, and by how much? An example might be if Johnny Hecker plays another 10 years doing what he's doing, he's going to be in the Ray Guy category, if you ask me. You know, one of the guys who was getting near the end of his time, Joe Jacoby, uh, he made it in again this year, but uh, slid backwards a little bit. Uh, I think he has one year of eligibility left. Do you think that, on the one hand, he's going to be sort of a sympathy candidate to get back in the room, or do you think the addition of the many uh, names we've talked about that are coming up, uh, half a dozen of them next year, Randy, you know, the Randy Mosses of the world and, and, and Ray Lewis and Erlacher, are going to knock him out completely and he ends up drifting into the senior pool? Well, that's a tough thing because uh, I think the emergence of Tony Baselli is kind of what put him back a little bit. Uh, I think, in my view, I wrote a piece a few months ago about tackles, and there are several of them there that are just standing there who were offensive linemen of the year multiple times. And Jacoby fits in that category. Baselli does too, but he's got that short career thing, which fits in with the same Rich Jackson question that we were talking about. And then there's somebody who was a great tackle for, for 17 years. Not just like Jackie Slater, he was a 20-year player, but he was a starter for 14. Mike Kinn was a starter for 17, was all pro from 80 all the way up until 91, you know, the 11 years apart. It's kind of like that Willie Mays thing where he was an MVP in 54, and then in 65, 11 years apart. So here's Mike Ken that doesn't get a sniff, and 
I've always questioned that one. So, boy, it's, it's really tough if you're an offensive lineman and, and you want to be in the Hall of Fame. Well, John, let's stay on the offensive line. I want to move inside here. The thing I don't get is Alan Fanica. He can't get any steam. I mean, there's nothing going on with him last year. He was a top 15 guy, never made it to the top 10. This year, top 15 guy, never made it to the top 10. It's like he's standing still there, and yet you look at his reputation. I mean, gosh, nine years as a pro bowler, eight as an all-pro? From your vantage point, is it anything more than simply the position he plays, which is guard, and it's tough to get in from that position? Yeah, I think that is exactly it. I think for offensive linemen, you look at the all-pros, and then you look at it, those extra awards that I talk about, offensive linemen of the year, things like that, and maybe there's a way to come up with a, a score that shows that these guys were above the line, above average, above all-pro line, you know, 8 out of 15 years or 10 out of 15 years and then show that those numbers are equivalent to a 1,000-yard season for a running back or a 1,500-yard receiving season, that kind of thing. Because offensive linemen are what make things go. Now, as you guys know, I coach semi-pro football, and offensive line, I tell my guys all the time, you're the engine of this team. Just ask Rick when he's talking about the Cowboys' offensive line. And, and what they did for Ezekiel Elliott and Dak Prescott with those two rookies. It was the offensive line that was the engine. Well, John, you're the engine for this segment. We appreciate it. we got to go. Many thanks. We're looking for your next post on Pro Football Journal. And as always, always appreciate having you here. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. Thanks, John. Thanks, John. Thanks, John. As NFL historian John Turney up next, rehashing some leftover material from this year's vote. This is the Talk of Fame Network. Now, the reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. This is Kenny Easley, and you're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Hi, Tom Bodette, trying out one of those standing desks. Now I have the pleasure of working without the nuisance of being comfortable. Not sure a standing desk is for me. I'm really more of a resting couch kind of guy. But there is one thing I can stand behind, and that's Motel 6 offering clean, comfortable rooms still for a great low price. Now, where did I put my sitting chair? I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel6.com. The U.S. economy has been getting stronger, and home values have been increasing. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Many of our clients have been taking cash out of their homes, a strategy that might work for you. The smart move is for you to refinance your mortgage right now with Quicken Loans. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.18%, APR 4.35%. Call 800-QUICKEN or go to quickenloans.com. That's 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. Many entrepreneurs love the flexibility that comes with owning their own business. Cabbage offers a line of credit of up to $100,000 with the flexibility small businesses need. Apply online or from your phone. You will get a decision in minutes and can use any amount you need when you need it. Cabbage has provided over $2.5 billion in funding to 90,000 small businesses and is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. Go to cabbage.com or call 888-CABBAGE. That's cabbage with a K. Okay, keep your eyes closed. Okay. I want to show you my first ever painting. All right. Okay. Open your eyes. Oh, that's a lot of colors Mm -hmm. (laughs) and shades. So be honest. What do you think? Well, uh, I like how... If you switch to Geico, you could save hundreds of dollars on car insurance. Oh, yeah, that's that's true. Yeah. Here, why don't I hold your paintbrush while you call them? Geico, because saving 15% or more on car insurance is always a great answer.
As an entrepreneur, you're always on the go. So turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Make and receive business calls using our iPhone and Android apps. Get a new business number or keep your current one. Forward your calls to any phone and even get your voicemails transcribed. Join over 250,000 small businesses who stay connected with Grasshopper. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. This is your brain on drugs. Any questions? Um, yeah, I have questions. Prescription drugs aren't as bad as street drugs, right? Weed's legal, isn't it? Drinking is worse than smoking weed. Isn't it? Why is heroin I so addictive? Molly just makes you feel happy. I have questions. Mom? Dad, did you ever try drugs? They're going to ask. Be ready. Go to drugfree.org. A message from Partnership for Drug-Free Kids. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge. Hey, Ron Borges. Yes, sir. You know what it means when Geico says just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means I went there and saved enough money to buy a Super Bowl ticket. How about that? Smart <laughs> man. A lot of money. Lots of money. Mr. Positive, you should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. So go. I'll tell you where else you should go. Grasshopper. Yeah, Talk of Fame Network's brought to you by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper. Get a local or toll-free number, or just bring your own. See how it works? Go to Grasshopper.com. Probably should have gone 15 minutes ago there, too. Hey, we're wrapping up our post-Hall of Fame coverage this week, and Gooseman, remember how Terrell Owens once told fans to get your popcorn ready? Remember that? Get your popcorn ready. Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. Well, every time we emerge from that room on Saturdays before the Super Bowl, I feel like someone should tell us, get your Kevlar vest ready. Yeah, I wrote an essay on our Talk Fan Network website a few weeks back saying there's only one certainty for us on Selection Saturday. No matter which five we pick, it'll be the wrong five. So it's, <laughs> it's not about who gets in. It's all about who gets left out. And, you know, there were seven all-decade players among the finalists who didn't make the cut for the Class of 27. A lot of terrific players were left behind not just Terrell Owens. Well, absolutely, Goose. And, and, and that's what I, I wanted to ask you again uh, about this. But what, what is it about the process that gets these guys, fans, media, you name it, so hot and bothered? I mean, as you wrote it last month, that piece was good. Um, people seem to be seldom satisfied with whoever we come out with, with the modern era candidates. They're seldom satisfied. Instead, they want to shred the board for who's not in instead of applauding us for who is in. What's the deal? Yeah, it, it's the Hall of Fame. It's the official designation of greatness. You know, the difference is everyone out there has a one-player agenda. They want their guy in, and if he doesn't get in, the process is criticized, and the committee members are verbally accosted. The difference is we're looking out for the well-being of 15 candidates, not just one. We have to do what we feel is right by this class, and I believe we did that. I make no apologies for the uh, seven men will enshrine in August. Every one of them deserves a Boston Canton and went through an intense vetting process to get it. Okay, now we got the goose man worked up, Ron. Goose That's man, right. He I got the blood the boiling. He feel was going. Goose fired up. You fired up, Ron? Yeah, yeah not like Los Lobos. But, I mean, do you feel like you have to come out and apologize? You don't. You don't have to apologize. How long have you known me, Clark? Have you ever apologized for anything? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. That is true. Even when I was guilty and in handcuffs. <laughs> you got the wrong man. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, look, most people are, have one-person agendas. They like this guy or that guy, and they have no understanding of the cue, as, as Goose points out. You know, the longer uh, Goose and I are on the 
senior committee, the more I think we both understand how important that cue is and how messed up everything gets when people cut, get out of line. And, uh, you know, next thing you know, they, they're dropping into the great abyss known as the senior pool. So they don't get that. They just want their person, whoever it is. And, and frankly, we live in a country of bitchers. You know, they'd rather bitch about one thing than, than be happy about six things, you know. So it's, but when you confront them and say, okay, which one of these guys you want to throw out? Oh, I'm not saying yeah, that. Right. Well, what are you saying then? Right. Dope. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's right. That's right. And listen, I, I I hate to bring up this name again, but I will because he seems to be a lightning rod. Terrell Owens. I mean, we talked about him earlier. <laughs> you break out in prickly heat every time. You I say do. It. I do. I. But I. I mean, I covered him. We all saw him. Um, what is it about him that causes such an uproar? I mean, listen, Goose, as you mentioned earlier, uh, Art Monk, Andre Reid took them eight years to get in. Carter, uh, Tim Brown took them what six years to get in six each. Um, so. Just because you're not a first ballot Hall of Famer or a second ballot Hall of Famer doesn't mean you're not going to get in, Ron. No, it's true. And actually, had I known that you were covering him all those years, I wouldn't have voted for him because no wonder he got all sketches <laughs> if you were covering him like that. <laughs> That's uh, right. Look, he's like a fantasy football Hall of Famer, and for a lot of these jamokes that are complaining, that's all they know. Big fantasy numbers means you're a big star, you know, which, of course, there's other factors, but they don't get them, you know. And TV, to me, is really driving the, this thing to a right. great extent as well. Right. And I'd ask you guys, have you heard a single talking head on ESPN or NFL Network or any place outside of Pittsburgh say one word about Alan Fanica, eight-time Pro Bowler, not getting in the Hall of Fame? Right. Nope. You did not because they don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, and frankly, right. they don't care. They just right. want it to sound good, and this sounds good. Oh, poor Terrell Owens. He's getting picked on by these writers who hate him. You know, uh, And there may be some writers who hate him. But that doesn't mean you're qualified to be a first ballot Hall of Famer or even a second ballot, or yeah, that you, like more importantly, that somehow you deserve it. I mean, that's, that's right. what it is. There's a that's sort right. of, yep. you know, entitlement to it. Entitlement. That's right. And, and I like what you said after we came out of there, and all of a sudden everyone's ripping us. You said, "Hey, listen, let me ask you a question. I don't care if you're the sales leader for every department. What employee gets fired five times and then demands to go into the Hall of Fame for that company?" Yeah, right. It's unbelievable. I mean, everybody seems to forget that he got fired everywhere he went. Everywhere he went. So, hey, Goose, the Goose Man, sorry to cut you off, Mr. Positive. No, uh, no. Something else, uh, Goose Man. Um, for all this stuff about Owens not making it to Canton this year, where's the angst about someone like, you know, friend of the show, Drew Pearson? I mean, exactly. as you point out, all-decade first-team wide receiver of the 1970s and the only all-decade first-team wide receiver from the 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s, not in Canton. Yet he's never been discussed and is buried among the litter of senior standouts. And I don't hear anyone banging the drum for him. Yeah, because in today's society, the latest is the greatest. Billy Wilson led the NFL receiving three times in the 50s, but has never been a Hall of Fame finalist. Terrell Owens never led the NFL in receiving a single time, and he's insulted about being snubbed on the first ballot? Drew Pearson was a first-team all-decade selection and has never been in the room to be discussed. T.O. was a second-team all-decade selection. And he's insulted about being stubbed in his first years of eligibility. Billy Wilson has been waiting 52 years to get into the room one time. Drew Pearson's waited 29 years. And Terrell Owens is insulted at the way he's being treated. Hey, wake up and smell the coffee. Ron, I think he's absolutely right. And I'm going to ask you about somebody else here. It's someone you care passionately about. Because the goose man was boiling again there. Talk about this yes, Dallas guy. But rightly so. But you wrote about Sterling Sharp, I think, last year. But anyway, made a convincing yep. argument. I don't hear anyone banging the drum for him either. But, Ron, look at his record. You did. He's worthy. Oh, it's, it's unbelievable. I mean, that's about as compelling a case as I, as I think you can make for a guy who's never been talked about. 
Basically, he was a production clone of Jerry Rice, playing with far worse quarterbacks most of his career uh, until he finally had to quit for medical reasons. Uh, you know, he not only deserves to be debated, he, he, de- he deserves a, a, a bus next to his brother in the Hall of Fame, which his own brother admits. My brother's more qualified than I am, right. uh, which he was accurate about that, by the way. But he didn't play in the right place. He didn't play in the playoffs often enough. Uh, he didn't play in the Super Bowl. So he gets ignored by people, including the guys who blow dry their hair. Meanwhile, they beat their chest about Terrell Owens. Terrell Owens, right. Terrell Owens. This guy was better than Terrell Owens. Yeah. You know, and you know something, Ron, since you brought that up? Our brother is more qualified to be in Canton than we are. I'm talking about the Goose Man, and he is in Canton, and we're he not. Is. <laughs> he is in Canton, hey, and we're not. That's right. He, Hey, Guzman, it seems to me, really, this goes back to a bigger question that we were talking about last week, and that's the process. And and I know you think the process is flawed. Yeah, too many qualified candidates, too few spots. There are 32 teams in the NFL, more than any other sport. There are 22 starters in football, more than double, sometimes triple any other sport. Yet we only enshrined five players in the modern era each year, classes about the size of hockey and basketball, which has far fewer teams and far fewer starters. So, Guzman, how would you correct it? More spots. Give me an eight-member modern era class plus two seniors and a contributor. And I'd also give the first-team all-decade guys a pass into the finals. They need to be discussed. But we need more spots. How about about just 15 spots, period, not modern era, 15 spots, the best 15? I'll take it. I'll take it. I like that. Uh, I I think if we met twice a year, it would help, too. uh, One time we were just talking about a lot of different guys. So at least they get kicked around once. I don't think it's as flawed a process as Goose does, although I agree with him about not having enough uh, uh, spots and and staying too long on guys. But when I compare it to the silent assassin program known as the Baseball Hall of Fame, uh, you know, I, I like football a lot better because at least once a year you got to face each other. That's right. And you got to hash things out. Okay. Well, we're going to take a break here. So, guys, you can take those Kevlar vests off. When we return, you're going to hear, or we're all going to hear, from First Ballot Hall of Famer Jason Taylor. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. This is Robert Kraft, and you're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Remember when a small business needed a landline? Today, landlines are a thing of the past with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. On the road, at the beach, or at home, Grasshopper helps you grow your business. Get all the features of a business phone system and the freedom of a cell phone with our iPhone and Android apps. Features include multiple extensions for your team, calls forwarded to your mobile phones, voicemails transcribed and emailed, and so much more. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. Many entrepreneurs love the flexibility that comes with owning their own business. Cabbage offers a line of credit of up to $100,000 with the flexibility small businesses need. Apply online or from your phone. You will get a decision in minutes and can use any amount you need when you need it. Cabbage has provided over $2.5 billion in funding to 90,000 small businesses and is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. Go to cabbage.com or call 888-CABBAGE. That's cabbage with a K. Okay, keep your eyes closed. Okay. I want to show you my first ever painting. All right. Okay. Open your eyes. Oh, that's a lot of colors Mm -hmm. (laughs) and shapes. So be honest. What do you think? Well, uh, I like how if you switch to Geico, you could save hundreds of dollars on car insurance. Oh, yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah. Here, why don't I hold your paintbrush while you call them? 
Geico, because saving 15% or more on car insurance is always a great answer. Hi, Tom Bodette. Call me old-fashioned, but I just don't get modern art. Time was, if you splattered paint on a canvas, it was called a drop cloth. Now, it's called genius. Well, something modern I do appreciate are the newly renovated rooms of Motel 6. Totally updated with all-new everything, still at a great low price. It's like modern art, only it looks good and has a point. I'm Tom Bodette for Motel 6, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book direct at motel6.com. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. When you start telling me it doesn't matter, then we're tired. Get out. Just a reminder, the Talk of Fame Network is sponsored by GEICO, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to GEICO.com. And you probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. Our next guest made his first appearance on this show back in November when we were asking him about his chances of being a first ballot finalist. Jason Taylor cleared that hurdle, and last weekend he passed the most difficult test of all, becoming a first ballot Hall of Famer for the class of 2017. Been a hectic last few days for the former Defensive Player of the Year, but we have him here now with us, and we're delighted to welcome him back. Jason, thanks for making time for us again. Hey, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Well, first of all, Jason, how surprised were you when David Baker, who frankly is bigger than some offensive lineman you face, showed up at your door? Uh, I was stunned. And yes, David Baker is bigger than most offensive linemen <laughs> yeah, I think right. I've played against. I think I've... <laughs> I think I've climbed hills smaller than, smaller than David Baker, um, <laughs> and it's a it's a very definitive knock. Like when you know, it's a strange process because you you know you're sitting in your hotel room, you have to be in your room by three thirty, and then it's just a waiting game. So really, it's it's been a waiting game for each level of you know going from ninety four or you know all the way down to numbers. So now you're sitting in your hotel room as a finalist and you're waiting, and I'm sitting there with my cell phone in my hand, praying to God it wouldn't ring. Because if the phone rings and they call you and tell you you didn't make it, if you get a knock on the door, you made it. So two hours of sitting there, and actually my sister was late getting to my room, so she knocked on the door first. Actually, <laughs> funny story is she called while she was on the way to the room, and that was about 4.30. And I'm like, ah. Oh. So my phone rings, everybody in the room gets silent, and I walk over to the phone kind of dejected, you know, a little disappointed. And it says, Joy Taylor. I'm like, Joy, what are you doing? She's like, oh, I just wanted to call you. I'm on the way to your room. I didn't want to knock. And you think it was like the Hall of Fame knock. So after we almost, after my heart almost stopped with her, it was uh, finally good to hear that pound on the door and, and to see big David Baker standing behind the people. Jason, how big a story is this in Akron and Zip football? I assume it's, it's going to be huge. I mean, I know they've already talked about it and covered it a little bit, and, and I anticipate there being more of it. Uh, I spoke to, or the, the AD reached out from, from Akron, and Terry Bowden's going to be down here in town later this week, and I'll probably sit down with him. But, I mean, it's pretty crazy that I went to school. I grew up a few hours away from there in Pittsburgh. I went to college 20 minutes or 20 miles away from the Hall of Fame uh, at a small Division One school in the MAC conference, and then 20 years later, I'm going back. You know, it took 20 years to travel that 20 miles from Akron to Canton. So it's, it, I look forward to uh, trying to take it all in and just really enjoy it. And, and bring a, there's a lot of people going with me. You know, my, my face will be the bust, but there's a lot of piece, people that have a piece of that and are, are big contributors to me getting there. And, and the University of Akron, obviously, is 
one of the very early early parts of my football career, my football development, having only played a little bit in high school. It's pretty cool. I mean, I was still a little bit of shock, a little bit of surprise, a little bit of awe. You know, it's very rare to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Put you in uh, in a line with Reggie White and and Bruce Smith. Was that a big deal to you before, and or is it a big deal for you now to realize that uh, you're a first ballot Hall of Famer? Well, you know what? That was the reason, or one of the reasons why I didn't expect to make it. You know, it's not not in the first ballot because of guys like Reggie and, and Bruce. I mean, really, those guys are royalty, and everyone in the Hall of Fame obviously is is football royalty. But as for my position, you know, you look at the top of the list, and I mean, there's Reggie White and there's Bruce Smith, and you know the list, the rest of the guys that are ahead of me on that sack list. You know, you look at a guy like Strahan that didn't get in on the first ballot a couple of years ago, and a guy I felt like I've been chasing for 20 years. I was chasing him and on the field, and you know, watching all his game film, and watching Bruce Smith, and watching Chris Dolman and Kevin Green, all these guys that that you look at and try to find pieces of their game that may help you become a better player. And that, you know, that's part of the reason why I went in with zero expectations of of making it. I, I mean, now I know it sounds like I'm being, you know, just trying to be humble or whatever, but I did not expect to, to get a knock on my door Saturday at 5:15 and whatever time he get, David Baker came. We're speaking with first ballot Hall of Famer for the class of 2017, Jason Taylor on the Talk of Fame Network, and you can find us at talkoffamenetwork.com or on Twitter at at Talk of Fame Net. And Jason, you know, first ballot Hall of Famers that you were just talking about, they're especially rare on teams that struggle to make the playoffs, and the Dolphins, I know, went there your first five years, but they but they never really got past the divisional round of the playoffs, and they didn't reach the playoffs the last six years of your career there. Yet here you are in Canton. So what does that say about your career? I guess it says a lot. And it's, it's hard for me to say that because it's just not the kind of guy I am, but I guess it speaks volumes. I mean, it, it, my the resume was there. This is a team game, though, but in the, the team success was one of the things I thought might be a – a hurdle, a difficult hurdle to overcome. Um, it's so difficult to win in this league. It's difficult to win a championship, and we see two great teams the other night in the Super Bowl that you know could have won either way, and it's so heartbreaking for the Falcons. And you know, the beginning of my career, uh, I took it for granted being in the playoffs. It was always about you know, let's win the division, get to the AFC Championship game, and then see what happens from there. And, you know, try to get to the Super Bowl, and then you go in that long drought of not having any playoff chances, and sometimes your season being over before Thanksgiving. You know, it's like or Heck, I've, I've, I've been on teams that had their season ended by Halloween and, uh, you know, mathematically eliminated. And it's, it's tough, but you, know, you try to be a pro and you go to work and do what you're supposed to do and, and try to play your heart out and earn every penny you get, earn every opportunity you get, enjoy every snap you get. And sometimes the team thing isn't cut out for you that particular year. Unfortunately, it, it wasn't cut out for me for 15 years. You know, I got close in 2010 with the Jets you know, in the AFC Championship game and Still lose sleep over over that game, we had a, having a chance to beat Pittsburgh to go to the Super Bowl. But you know, it's uh, I, I guess it speaks a lot about what people felt about the way I played the game and and the uh, the body of work I left. Jason, you were born in in Pittsburgh in 1974, the year the Steelers started started winning Super Bowls. So you know the great history and tradition of success and Hall of Famers they have there. What does the gold jacket mean to you? Um, everything. I mean, it really does. It. it you know, Joe Green came up to me the other day at the luncheon before I was elected. You know, gave me a hug and said congrats and good luck. And I'm like, I turned to my kids. I was like, that was Joe Green. <laughs> like, do you guys understand? And they they had heard the name and seen it reruns of the commercial because I show my sons a lot of 
football history. So, I mean, this is the pinnacle of sports, in my in my opinion. This is the pinnacle of professional football. Still, still kind of in disbelief that that I'm going there, and not as a visitor. Uh, I've been there a bunch of times as a visitor. Kind of going there as a resident now. Not kind of. I guess I'm going there as a resident now. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as you can tell, it's still kind of hard for me to say, but I need to get used to it. I guess. Jason Tyler wanted me to ask you. How in the hell you got Tom Brady to write a letter of recommendation for you when you kept throwing him on the ground and he didn't write one for him? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a good question. You know what the beauty of that is? I, I didn't even ask Tom for it, and that's that's the beauty of it. He and I had a great great friendship throughout our playing days and you know, obviously played against each other a ton. I probably played 25, 26 games against Tommy. Um Maybe even more. I don't even know the number of games, but we've always had this healthy rivalry, you know, between the two of us. And you know, go, we'd go at it and compete hard, but we were great friends off the field. And you know, I was floored when I saw the letter. I was Seth Levitt, the director of my foundation and in, in the office over here in Florida. You know, he called me one day. I actually texted me that that Tom had sent a letter in. I guess Seth had been talking with the people in New England and got the letter down here, and and uh, I was floored. And, and that, I mean, it just it means the world to me. I know. Ty played with him, and, and Ty kind of was like, what, Brady wrote you a letter? But, um, yeah, I mean, I, it, it's one of those things that I'll take it and, and frame it. I mean, there's a, there's a few – I got a letter you know, and, and words from Jimmy Johnson. I'm looking at what Bill Polian had to say and all these clips of guys that had amazing things to say about me, and, and uh, I want to take them all and, and, and keep them forever. But that Tom Brady letter – you know, a text I got from Peyton from Peyton Manning the other night. You know, the, the list goes on of guys that have reached out that that I want to save forever. So I don't I don't trust this cloud, whatever this cloud is, this iCloud thing and all that. <laughs> so I need to put this on. I need to go back in the day and put it on pen and paper and just keep it somewhere in my house. <laughs> well, Jason, it means the world to us that you joined us. Uh, thanks for the time. Congratulations on your selection, right. and we will see you in Canton this summer. I appreciate it, guys. It means the world. Thanks, Jason. Thanks, Jason. Thanks. That was first ballot Hall of Famer Jason Taylor. Up next, R&I Game Changers. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. This is Jason Taylor, and you're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. The U.S. economy has been getting stronger, and home values have been increasing. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Many of our clients have been taking cash out of their homes, a strategy that might work for you. The smart move is for you to refinance your mortgage right now with Quicken Loans. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.18%, APR 4.35%. Call 800-QUICKEN or go to quickenloans.com. That's 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS. ConsumerAccess.org. Number 3030. Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. Many entrepreneurs love the flexibility that comes with owning their own business. Cabbage offers a line of credit of up to $100,000 with the flexibility small businesses need. Apply online or from your phone. You will get a decision in minutes and can use any amount you need when you need it. Cabbage has provided over $2.5 billion in funding to 90,000 small businesses and is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. Go to cabbage.com or call 888-CABBAGE. That's cabbage with a K. 
Remember when a small business needed a landline? Today, landlines are a thing of the past with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. On the road, at the beach, or at home, Grasshopper helps you grow your business. Get all the features of a business phone system and the freedom of a cell phone with our iPhone and Android apps. Features include multiple extensions for your team, calls forwarded to your mobile phones, voicemails transcribed and emailed, and so much more. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. Hi, Tom Bodette. Seems like everyone's got an idea for a startup. From innovations like laundry sharing to startups that help other startups start up. Well, rather than starting up, Motel 6 is starting fresh by renovating rooms nationwide, still for a great low price. It's a smart place to invest your capital every time you venture. Unlike my cat cologne startup, fail. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel6.com. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. Just a reminder, the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Grasshopper. The entrepreneur's phone system. Turn your mobile phone system into a business phone system with Grasshopper. Get a local toll-free number or just bring your own. See how it works? Go to grasshopper.com. Hey, before we get to our Renai Game Changers, Ronnie, I just want to say something about the Boston Bruins. The Boston Bruins? They fired their head coach on the same day. You have a parade for the team, football team. What kind of move yes, was that? Class organization. They, know how to, they thought they could get away with it. No one will notice. It'll be gone. They'll say what happened to him. Sneak that one under the rug while everyone's at the parade anyway. Um, you're not at the parade, Ron. You're right here and good for you because we're starting, as I said, with an eye game changers. Guess what? We're starting with you. You know why? Because your team is king of the world. Take they it over, are. Ron. Big parades here. Uh, Tom Brady's my Renai game changer, believe it or not. I wanted to steal him from you before you could grab him. He not only led the greatest comeback in Super Bowl history, that 25-point uh, deficit that he overcame in the second half, but he had a tremendous personal comeback after struggling for three quarters, including throwing a pick six when he misread Robert coverage. He just went crazy in the final uh, 27 minutes of the game. They scored on the final five drives they had. They win this coin toss in overtime, and everybody, and I mean everybody, including the defensive coordinator of the Falcons, knew this game is over. And that's exactly what happened. Boom, 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 boom. 75 yards, game's over. Brady Brady. Hey, Goose, game was played in your home state. You're next. Who do you have? I'll go with Patriots defense coordinator Matt Patricia of T-shirt fame. Falcons brought the NFL's highest scoring offense into the game, the ninth highest scoring offense of all time. But his scheme held them to 21 points, 13 below their season average. And New England also sacked NFL MVP Matt Ryan five times, his season high. And that defense kept the game close as it was until Brady started figuring the Falcons out late in the third. Okay, Gooseman, I'm going to the other side of the field. My game changer is former Atlanta offense coordinator Kyle Shanahan for his role in the Patriots' comeback. Yep. Head by 16 midway through the fourth quarter. He went brain dead. And you know how they say one man's ceiling is another man's floor? Yeah, at least... uh, a lot of people do. Well, the Patriots hit the roof when Shanny hit the dirt. So good luck with the play calling in San Francisco, Kyle. And on behalf of Patriots Nation and Ron Borges, muchas gracias. Well, it's Borges and Bogus time. And uh, how Super Bowl 51 was won or lost, or even if it was won or lost, has become a hot topic in Atlanta and Boston and across the country. Did the Falcons blow a 25-point lead, or did the Patriots overcome a 25-point deficit? Depends on your perspective. 
No team ever won a Super Bowl that trailed by more than 10 points until Sunday night. And in addition, no one in playoff history ever came back from being down 16 or more in the fourth quarter until Sunday night. So what happened? Did Tom Brady win it, or did the Atlanta defense lose it? Certainly Brady was fantastic, especially in those final five scoring drives of, of the game, including overtime. But to me, it is bogus to suggest that Atlanta's defense lost the game. What it did was lose its legs because Atlanta's offense lost the game. Atlanta had the worst defense ever to get a team to the Super Bowl. The Falcons didn't get to Houston playing defense. They got there with the highest scoring offense in the league, averaging 34 points a game. So how did the Patriots have 99 offensive snaps, including penalties, and the Falcons only 46? Because offensive coordinator Kyle Shanahan, uh, Clark's friend, forgot the clock matters. Possessing the ball against someone like Brady matters, and success in life involves adapting to new surroundings. The Super Bowl was certainly a new surrounding for the lowly Falcons, who haven't soared that high in quite some time. Yet with 9.44 to play, they had a 98.6 probability of winning by holding a 16-point lead. So the defense blew it, right? Bogus. Here's how they lost, or New England won, depending on how you see it. Late in the fourth quarter, leading 28-12, the Falcons face third and one at their 36. Pick up the first down, keep the clock tick, tick, ticking, win the game. Or you could drop back to pass, get strip-sacked when uh, Devontae High, uh, Freeman forgets to block the blitzing Donta Hightower and give Brady the ball at your 25. What kind of idea was it to pass in that situation? Bogus. New England scores, gets a two-point conversion. It's now an eight-point lead with 5.56 to play. But the odds are still overwhelmingly in your favor. What was not was to get to New England's 22-yard line, first and 10 after losing a yard on first down. You take a sack. You try to throw again. You get a holding call. Now it's a nearly 50-yard field goal. You got a punt instead of leading by 11. Brady gets the ball with plenty of time. He only needs to score once. Shanahan, after the game, says, you stay on the field and you run your offense. No, actually, you dope. You run the ball. You kick the field goal. You force the winger to score two touchdowns, not one. You avoid overtime. You win the game. Passing at that juncture was simply bogus. It was a case of trying to do too much. At that point, less was more. So did New England win or Atlanta lose Super Bowl 51? Despite Shanahan's mistakes, I'd say the former. But on Peachy Street, they'd say that's bogus. Well, that is the two-minute warning, or as it's known in the Falcons' defensive huddle, retreat. Our producer, Derek Burns, is on the clock. So, Derek, let's get it started. Will Paul Tagli ever get back in the room as a Hall of Fame finalist? And if so, when? Yes, he will. In the year 25-25. Yes, he will, after 12 more heart attacks. So who will the contributor candidate for the class of 2018 be? Ted Wells, contributed to the NFL's greatest witch hunt. I hope it's Bucko Kilroy. Who will the two senior candidates for the class of 2018 be? That would be Ron and you. And you know what, Goose? You guys get discounts at the movies and grocery stores, too. Well, personally, I hope there's some defensive players like Kenny Riley, Alex Karras, or if you want to go the other way, Winston Hill. Trey Flowers, Richard Flowers, or Flowers on the Wall by the Stanley Brothers. Flowers on the Wall, that don't bother me at all. I'm going with Jennifer Flowers, new press secretary for President Trump. <laughs> Trey Flowers, man. Trey Flowers is the greatest thing that ever happened in sports. The Browns, Niners, and Bears had the first three picks. The NFL draft all need quarterbacks. So where is North Carolina quarterback Mitch Trubisky playing next fall? He would be at your local tire store, Goose, because he's the Michelin man. I don't know, but if those teams are smart, it would not be Cleveland, San Francisco, or Chicago. (laughs) 
Can John Lynch be a better NFL GM than he was a safety? Let's see. He's a Hall of Fame candidate, safety, and he's the 49ers GM. Uh, no. Not unless he drills a few players in the lunchroom the way he used to drill them on the field. Who will the NFL serve up to the Patriots for their Thursday night opener next season? Atlanta. And they'll spot them a 25-point lead to make them feel at home. <laughs> what does it matter as long as they don't suspend Brady again? Will Roger Goodell watch the season opener from the owner's box, the press box, or the Foxborough parking lot? None of the above, Goose. Look for him at the jack-in-the-box. Fewer fans, better food. <laughs> he will watch from where he usually watches, his bank vault. Who will the Falcons request as an opponent to open their new stadium in 2017? Anyone who agrees to end the game after three quarters. I don't know who, but I know who not. Not the Patriots. We want to thank 2017 Hall of Famers Morton Anderson and Jason Taylor, as well as NFL historian John Turney for joining us, Derek Burns for producing us, and you for listening to us. If you'd like to hear this or any podcast, just go to our website, talkoffamenetwork.com, or dial us up on iTunes or your podcast app. Otherwise, look for us on this station and at this time next week. We'll be here. We hope you will be too. I'm Bill Polian, and I listen to the Talk of Fame Network. As an entrepreneur, you're always on the go. So turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Make and receive business calls using our iPhone and Android apps. Get a new business number or keep your current one. Forward your calls to any phone and even get your voicemails transcribed. Join over 250,000 small businesses who stay connected with Grasshopper. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. Many entrepreneurs love the flexibility that comes with owning their own business. Cabbage offers a line of credit of up to $100,000 with the flexibility small businesses need. Apply online or from your phone. You will get a decision in minutes and can use any amount you need when you need it. Cabbage has provided over $2.5 billion in funding to 90,000 small businesses and is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. Go to cabbage.com or call 888-CABBAGE. That's cabbage with a K. Daddy, where do babies come from? Uh, well, uh... Honey? Mommy went to the store. Oh, well, you see, um... Well, there's a mommy and a daddy, right? Right. And see, when they call Geico, uh, they could save a bunch of money on car insurance. Oh, really? And that makes them happy? Yes, that makes them very happy. That's good. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we could have this talk, sunshine. <laughs> Geico, because saving 15% or more on car insurance is always a great answer. Hi, Tom Bodette, trying out one of those standing desks. Now I have the pleasure of working without the nuisance of being comfortable. Not sure a standing desk is for me. I'm really more of a resting couch kind of guy. But there is one thing I can stand behind, and that's Motel 6 offering clean, comfortable rooms still for a great low price. Now, where did I put my sitting chair? I'm Don Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel6.com.